Okay, so this is where it's at. There's been a lot going on in the golfing world recently. We've had lots of big moves from the PGA Tour to Live. We've had John Rahm, Till Hatton, and all of that good stuff. And in this episode, I'm really going to sort of try and get to the bottom of what's actually happening and how it impacts us, the the fan, and what's really going to going to happen over the coming weeks, months, and and this year. And this uh, episode is really going to get into what's really happening and how it's going to impact us all. And uh, this is the real truth behind what's going on and um, some of my fears and uh, concerns about what is happening in the golfing world. So let's get into it. So the big question is this. How do regular golfers like us, who have jobs, families and very little spare time, how do we improve our golf and lower our handicaps? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name's Paul Gray. Welcome to Golfing Secrets. Okay, so I I covered a lot in my intro there. Um, And I suppose this is as much as a, a therapy session for me as it is for, you know, hoping to to give my views on on what's really happening in the golfing world at the moment you know there's there's been a lot's happening so if we, if we do, if we look at what's happened re- more most recently so John Rahm moved from PGA Tour to live for a massive multi-million dollar deal 400 600 million whatever it was you know stupid numbers and then in the run up to the very first event on on live was uh, Till Hatton, Till Hatton um, moved. We've also had um, Adrian Moronk, who's moved from DP World Tour, who who actually would have had a card on the PGA Tour. Um, he has also moved across to to live, and um, you know these are all big names again moving across from the various tours onto onto live. So that that first of all starts to sort of ring some alarm bells um, for me as a fan, really. You know, I, I want to be able to see the best players in the world all playing together. And, and at the moment, it just feels as though, you know, a lot of those better players are now playing on live. Uh, you've got Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, you know, John Brahm, obviously, he's you know the number two player in the world. You know, you've got Cam Smith, winner of the Open, and you know it's you know we've got all of these big names going across to live, and I have to say, um, I, I'm certainly, I, I certainly at the start with Live, I was not a big advocate. There's no, there's no doubt about it. You know, we've had lots of, of turnarounds in terms of people's views on, on what's happening. You know, we've had Rory who's done a real complete 180 on his views on on the golfing world and, and what's happening. You know, he's no longer on on the sort of the, the board. So I think it gives him license to to say a little bit more about what he probably truly thinks. And and I think he can see what's happening and 
probably has a bit of a fear for for what what is going to be happening. I mean, to to be honest though, for for the likes of Rory McIlroy though, I think it's it's very much at the moment. You know, the majors. You know, he's not going to have as much competition. Certainly, he's going to have, you know, the likes of John Rahm and and Cam Smith in in certainly in in, in a few of them over the coming years. Um, but as there are no world ranking points for players on uh, live, then what it means is it means that there won't be as many of those top players playing. Certainly, you know, for the for the next few years there will be. But does Rory McIlroy see that as an opportunity for him to play in those majors and and have a better chance of of winning them because the best players aren't going to be there in all of them? Um, the Masters. Which I suppose is the one that he really wants. You know, they're all they're all going to be there because you know they're they're you know we've got a lot of previous winners. You know, you got Mickelson and all of that. They're all going to be there. Kepka's going to be there because as a result of his um, how he finished um, at the Masters last year, he'll get another invite again. Um, you'll have Dustin Johnson. He's won it before, so he'll always be there because he can go back uh, as a result of of winning it previously. Um, and um, I think that, you know, it really means that, you know, there will be competition for him in the Masters, but in the other majors, you know, perhaps the competition won't be quite as, as high as it would have been previously. So does this give him more opportunity to be able to win? And and given that he's actually playing pretty well at the moment, I think, um, you know, I think it's a good shout. I think I think Rory will definitely win a major this year. You know, you can, you can take that as red. I think, I think he will win a major this year because I don't think there'll be as much competition for him um during those majors so um that'll be interesting to see but going back to the, the the big problem that we've got really with the pga tour at the moment and that's that you know a lot of these big names are going across there's potential rumors actually that um victor hovland potentially may be moving as well now uh, which is something that's only just started to sort of surface at the moment he pulled out of playing in the uh um in the tournament this week uh, the farmers so you know that 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 certainly raises a bit of an eyebrow and he hasn't we haven't really sort of seen him on the tour sort of that much so um some interesting sort of developments to come i think over the next uh, few weeks in terms of that potentially so um but the big problem as we say is that all these big names going over to live now i actually watched live quite a bit this weekend it was the first time that I did a lot of that was down to the fact that uh, John Rahm was playing and also Tyrrell Hatton who I'm uh, I'm quite a fan of um, Tyrrell Hatton is is very much a a player that I sort of I, I definitely have an affinity for he's he uh, he certainly gets a bit stressed on the course says what he thinks and 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 certainly gets a little bit angry at times and 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 I'm certainly in that vein I, I I hold my hand up and and certainly I do I do find myself getting a bit irate at times so I do have a bit of an affinity for for Tyrrell Hatton I do like watching him play I think he's quite a he's quite interesting to watch especially when he's having a go and he's he's not going quite quite his way um and he's a good player at the end of the day so you know I do like do like watching him and so so I watched live this uh this weekend i watched a lot more of it in fact i watched um and quite a bit on thursday um 
uh, sorry, not on Thursday, on Friday, uh, the first round. I think it was on Friday was the first round where uh, Jaco Neiman shot um, the the record score, the shot of 59, which was, was quite something. Um, and, you know, it sort of kept me held because of that, really. Uh, there are also other players who had good, um, good, tournaments over the weekend uh, Richard Bland again another you know ex-DP um, world tour player who's gone across he he got a hole in one and and he's doing well on 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 live we also had you know we had a playoff for for live and and I, I was really quite captivated in fact I watched it right the way through to the end I wanted to see who was going to win you know we had a playoff with Sergio Garcia and Jaco Neiman. Jaco Neiman obviously won it. Um, but I was really quite into who was going to win. I really wanted to see who was going to win that one. Obviously, I, you know, with John Rahm being there now, that certainly was a was a pull for me to go and watch. And, you know, I'm quite, I'm quite liking the way it is. There are a few annoying things. So if, if, I, if I go through what I think are probably my sort of positives for the for for the live side of things is I do quite I I don't mind the music in the background sometimes I, I, if I was playing I think sometimes I might be a little bit annoyed that it's constantly there um, they've got this thing also where they do um, so that's a, a, you know I I think the music's fine I quite like the fact that they're casual I don't mind them being that way having to to wear trousers on the course and that for playing you know, on the PGA tour and that I think is. I think is is a bit out of date these days. I think players should be able to 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 wear what what they want in terms of shorts and stuff. I do like people to be have a semblance of being smart on the course. I don't particularly think we should be having jeans or whatever on courses, but um, I think uh, there's an element of you know I do like to be relatively smart and coordinated when when I'm playing, um, and it's something I think we should stick to, but. Yeah, certainly the shorts for the players, when they, especially when they're playing in real hot temperatures. I think it's got to be a, it's got to be um, a, a given, really. Um, but uh, so, so going back to some some other positives, say I do. I'm getting more into the team thing now. I I watched a lot of the Majestics uh, Golf Club, which is um, Ian Porter, Lee Westwood. Um, Henrik Stenson and is it Jordan Smith? I can't remember the 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 fourth one, but you know I've I've been watching a bit of their stuff. They do this Majestics in camp sort of series where you know, they go through what they're doing on a daily basis and, and how they're sort of doing. And I'm sort of getting into the team thing a little bit more. I haven't really, I suppose, I've got a bit more of an affinity with them because there's a you know if, if a couple of English guys sort of in it. Um, and 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 Westwood and and Porter have been been players that I've grown up with, really. So, you know, I certainly do have a bit of an affinity for them, but I wouldn't say I'm a I'm a Majestics follower. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I think that um, Legion Thirteen, the new team, which is John Rahm's team. I don't know. Certainly, I like John Rahm and and Tyrrell Hatton's one of my favourite players, but I I still don't really feel as I could follow them. I, I'll be honest, I don't particularly like the logos that they've got. I think, I don't know. I just, I think they're all a bit, I think all the logos are a bit naff, to be honest. Um, um, I think that, um, yeah, I, the, the team thing, I'm, I'm coming around to it a little bit more. I'm starting to see a little bit more where, 
you know, if you can find a team that you like and you want to follow, that will definitely be something that you'll have an interest in going forward, I think. Um, but at the moment, I just don't really have an affinity for any of the teams at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm sure that might change if I, if I end up watching it. But as I say, I've, I've watched a lot of it this weekend and um, it's I, I definitely found it quite quite enjoyable to watch. Um, I don't think the commentators themselves are particularly great. I think you, you look at you look at them on there, and and I watched it on YouTube, so you know that's a a big positive is the fact that you can watch it for free on YouTube. Now um, that's a that's a big thing, you know. It's expensive, you know. Sky Sports and that is 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 expensive to watch sport. You know, I think it's thirty or forty quid a month, whatever it is. It's it's a lot of money to be to be watching uh, your golf and, and that. And I think that you know the fact that it's free on YouTube is a real bonus. The little bit with the um, with the scores down the side, I'm not overly keen on that. I have to say, for me, it. It sort of takes away elements. You almost sort of see only sort of two thirds of the green when you're watching, and I think it would be nice to be able to see the whole of the green. So I'm not overly keen on having that down the side all the time. Um, I think if they could do something with that, make it a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little bit more sort of subtle, I suppose. Really, uh, it's good to keep an eye on. I, I do like the fact that they. You know, you know how many holes are left, and and it's actually a shorter watch. You know, if I wanted to watch start to finish any of the uh, PGA Tour events, then because you know you have morning and afternoon, that you could be watching golf for eight or nine hours if you wanted to see everything. Whereas, you know, the the live events because they're all shotgun start, everyone plays at the same time. You know, it definitely. Um, definitely makes it a shorter watch and you you get to see pretty much everything um i do quite like it because it's nice to have on in the background because you sort of you're listening to it you're seeing what's going on and you can hear the music going and it's actually quite a nice listen to actually um if you're doing other things sort of around the house or whatever so i think that's certainly a positive for me um on the negative side i i don't that they've got this thing where they they I don't know if there's microphones in the holes themselves or if it's something that they sort of dub over the sound. But there's, whenever the ball goes into the hole, you always hear the, the ball going into the hole and it's a, it's a big sort of sound. And it just got a bit annoying to keep hearing that sound. And it almost feels as though it's a bit dubbed. Um, I don't know if it is, but it feels as though it's the same sound every time. And it just repeats, repeats, repeats and gets... And becomes a bit of a pain in the ass, if I'm honest. And um, yeah, I don't particularly sort of like that. Uh, it would be good to see a little bit more in terms of the coverage. So they do things like the shot shot tracer, those sorts of sorts of things, where you can see where the balls are going, and they do a bit of that. And they've started to implement some other things, like you can see the read on the green now. They're showing that. Um, I think that's that's sort of quite good, but from a from a commentary and visual perspective, the commentators I don't I don't think they're not the best, shall we say? Um, I mean, David Fairty there clearly has been paid a lot of money to go over there, and he looks like he's someone slapped him over the face with a fish. 
he he looks he don't he doesn't ever seem to sort of be smiling or, or or really sort of getting into it and it's almost like he's going through the motions it feels like um now as a commentator when you sort of hear him commentating uh, I do quite like him I think he's he's he, he has some little quirks and you know says some sort of fairly amusing things and and it's all right but just overall the whole presentation of it uh, and the commentary of it I just just doesn't feel it's not that great. I think it needs. It certainly needs um, improving. But my overriding sort of view of things is, I think there is a climax. I know. Uh, I know. And and Rick Shields has, has sort of said about it. He sort of says he prefers he prefers to have the um, the everybody going from one to eighteen, so that you have that sort of finish where everyone's coming down the eighteenth. Um, <clears throat> but to be honest. That sort of did happen anyhow, um, because you know the last few groups typically they're the ones that will start on the um, on the earlier holes. So they they typically will be finishing on the 18th if they're in the sort of the lead group or, or one or two ahead. So they do sort of we did have a little bit of that sort of finish to the round where Sergio Garcia had set a, set a score and then Yako Neiman was there to try and match it or better it to to win so we did have that and then we had a playoff playoff was interesting because it was almost like pitch black by the time they were finishing the only light on the course I think they had four playoff holes and the only real light on the course came from the big screen by the side of the 18th green which was quite funny to sort of see um but they got it finished and they got it done um and obviously this week I would imagine they had a lot more viewers, primarily because the PGA Tour was cancelled on Sunday due to weather, uh, and they ended up having a a 54-hole competition with no real climax because they gave the the person Wyndham Clark the win, even though they'd only played 54 holes, and and we sort of get that they had to sort of do that, but. It just it was a bit of an anticlimax to be honest. I was really looking forward to uh the the finish there. It was at Pebble Beach, one of the favourite courses to watch. Sort of know the course quite well just because you've watched it so many times. And it was it was good to sort of see that. So it was disappointing not to see that final round, especially with Oberg who was in second place. I I really felt that Oberg potentially could have could have won that. Uh, and it would have been nice to have seen that really. So um yeah, disappointed with that in terms of the PJ Tour. I, I think it was a bit out of their hands. And also this week, the uh, Farmers um, was was also um, brought forward because we've got the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Um, so the they, they, they brought that tournament forward by a day. So it starts on the Wednesday. Uh, so it can finish. Um, well, no, no, it doesn't. In fact, they've they brought some of the things forward, but they haven't actually. Um, it's Liv who have brought the tournament forward this week because they would normally finish on um, on the Sunday, but they're now finishing on the Saturday uh, this week, and they're in Las Vegas as well, which is where the Super Bowl is. So I imagine that the majority of the golfers on Liv will uh, will have tickets to go and watch the Super Bowl on Sunday. I imagine. Um, Nice if you can get it, uh, I suppose. But um, but yeah, so I've sort of gone a little bit of tangent, but but I just wanted to sort of go back to the big problem that the PJ Tour has got, and and that is they've got all these big players that are leaving, and it looks like there's going to be more. Um, and 
it's it's creating a, a big void on the PGA Tour in terms of personalities and players. And um, I think that I certainly am going to watch more of of Live the next next one in Las Vegas. Uh, it's certainly. I'm certainly sort of keen to, to watch a little bit more and I'm certainly coming round to the the format actually. Um which is something I, I never thought I would have said to be honest. Um so we we'll have to sort of see, but I'm certainly gonna be watching more. But the the big problem I think for golf as a whole. So we're gonna sort of step away from the live and the PJ Tour side of things. You know, there's a deal that's been signed with the PJ Tour and SSG. Um now that deal means there's about three billion pounds of investment going into the PGA Tour. Players themselves get um, some equity in in the business, in the new business, and um, and again, it's in effect, it's it's basically making. In in fact, um, who's the lady that um, uh, does the commentating on Sky Sport? Laura Davis. So she was commentating on. Uh, on Sunday, and they had a big conversation about PGA Tour, Live, and and the new investment. and And her her exact words were, "It's just basically the rich making the rich richer, or something along those lines." And 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 that for me is the distasteful thing with all of this is that it's all about money for the top players and how they can earn more money. These guys that are on the PGA Tour already are already earning fantastic sums of money. You know, they played the I think the, the winner got three point six million this week. Um, you know, so we're not talking small small change here. They're already paid huge sums of money plus sponsorship and all of this, and in particular at the top. And but now they're just trying to. It seems they're just trying to do this all just so they can earn more money. And and it's and it's become a bit distasteful. And strange enough, this week actually, um, <clears throat> there was no real talk on the social media and, and that around live and the prize money, which was interesting. Uh, normally, that they they sort of have honed in on that a bit. And I wonder if they've just they've learned a little bit of a lesson in terms of you know talking about the money all the time is a is a turn off for fans, you know, because we don't really care what what they're earning we just want to see the best players in the world playing together and at the moment it doesn't feel as though we're getting to see that however we're getting to see more of that on live so it's it's um it's it's certainly becoming more appealing uh, than perhaps say some of the pga tour stuff now the other side of the pga tour stuff is it does mean that with a lot of the big names sort of moving off and going to to live it does mean that a lot of the the lesser known golfers are getting more opportunity to to win and, and earn better livings and, and and make names for themselves, which I'm absolutely all for. And that sort of brings me to, I think the the second big problem that we've got with with all of this in terms of the golfing world, and that is that at the moment it feels as though there's a very big gap between, you know, those that perhaps want to be on tour. You know, so you've got your you know, you've got your your youngsters who are who are hoping to become golfing pros and play on tours and, and do that. I mean that's a it's a big you know it's a big goal to aim for and it's a tough thing to, to get onto. Um but it's it's it, I think it's just making it even harder for those that are in the lower levels to you know be able to to earn a reasonable living and and 
um, and maybe have an opportunity to get onto one of the tours. And it just feels that there's becoming more and more of a gap between the lower echelons of golf, more the grassroots, I suppose, then going into to um, the 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 lower level sort of tours. Um, it just feels as though there's a much bigger gap now between those players and the top players. And the only ones that seem to be able to get into that top player sort of realm, if you like, are those that are on the college circuit in America, whether or not they get some invites as off the back of results that they've had on other tours. But it's getting to those other tours, which is is the difficult thing for a lot of a lot of golfers. Um, and it, it does come down to money. And I think there's something that needs to be done to give more opportunities for those that are perhaps lower down to have opportunities to go on to some of the other tours. And, and, and at the moment, I, I'm I'm looking at this very much from the outside in. You know, I'm not a I'm not a golf pro, and I'm not someone who, you know, I've not sort of really looked at that as being a potential career ever. Um, but for those that do, you know, those that do aspire to to get onto onto tours and that. How can they do it? Because it's it's a tough road to get onto tours. You know, the costs of 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 just going to tournaments to play is is quite stunning in the hope that you're gonna get a win. You know, if you're playing on, I don't know, the Euro Pro Tour, the Clutch Pro or or some of the other maybe some of the other world um uh, sort of events in, in other countries, you know, those those players, you know, they have to they have to fund getting to the events they have to stay over perhaps stay in hotels or wherever they're staying um and and if they don't win or don't get a reasonable check then ultimately it's cost them to be there (laughs) and it's a tough it's a tough route to go if you don't have any financial backing so i think there's more that needs to be done for golfers at that sort of level and there needs to be more money put in at the lower level. It's all well and good paying these multi-million pound deals and, and, and what have you to the top players. But what about the more the grassroots sort of golf and and starting putting some of that money into there? Because, you know, certainly 100 million euros or dollars or whatever, you know, in the lower grassroots level would make a, a huge difference and would also attract more players to the game. And that's where I think is probably the third problem, I suppose, is that all this money is being spent on on these top players, these hundreds of millions of dollars for these, these contracts and, and what have you. And But the audience isn't that big. It's, it's, it feels as though we're paying... Ex- massive amounts of money to these top players but the audience and the market isn't isn't there you know you take an example in fact actually that on the uh, on the sky sports coverage of, of the pebble beach uh, program this week they had um jason bell who is a commentator for uh, for Sky Sports, and he commentates on the American football. I'm a bit of an American football fan, so I do sort of know a little bit about that side of things. But you look at the, the sums of money that are paid to those players, and yet they've got 10 times the audience. 
whereas golf is is minute compared to you know the the viewers that they get for those things i mean live golf itself this week on youtube had something like twenty six thousand viewers i think it might have got up to about thirty thousand at one point whilst i was watching you know so it's it's sort of there's there's clearly a number of people watching it um but um yeah i think we're we're there's big money's being paid right at the top of the game and we're just leaving out the bottom end of the game um, and that's where we need to invest more of the money because that's what will really help to grow the game. And I think that really needs to be looked at. And it's something that, you know, if us as as fans, we want to we want to see more great golfers coming through the ranks, as it were, rather than just being at the top end of the game. I think we need to we need to see some more investment in there. And the Saudis have got more money than they know what to do with. So why don't they just put some stuff in? They talk about growing the game, but haven't seen any of that so far. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually start thinking about doing that. Um, and the last last bit I really wanted to sort of talk about was, was you know, as fans, I'm, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm gutted that I'm not able to see all the top players playing together. Um Hence, I started to watch a bit more of the live because a lot of those were bigger names, and I just feel that as fans, we're we're the ones that are missing out, and I think they really need to take a good hard look at themselves and look at well, who is it that we're actually trying to do this for? Yeah, because at the moment it feels very selfish, and it looks as though they're just doing it for themselves, um, and they're not thinking about the fans. And I think they need to take a big reality check in terms of that um, and start to um, to think more about themselves. But um, so that's that's the end of this week's episode, really. Um, it's It's been a bit more of a I suppose it has been a bit of a rant and apologies if 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 it, if it comes across as that way. But I just wanted to really sort of, I suppose, almost just use it as a bit of a therapy session for myself um but also just maybe promote some conversation with with those that are listening in terms of you know this is how the game is at the moment and this is how it feels you know pga tour um yeah i, I called it out on on the tiktok channel actually i said i don't think that a deal will be done now this year with the pga tour and live i just can't see that or oh, sorry pga tour and piff Given that they've got this new deal with the SSG group, I can't see a deal being done with PIF this year. It's been left open for them to be able to invest, but I just don't see that happening at the moment. And I don't think it will happen this year. But um, other than that, you know, uh, hope everyone has enjoyed the rant and um, maybe got something from it. Or even if you agree, post something in the in the in the chat. If you're listening to this on um, on Spotify, you can put uh, questions in. The, I think there's a and a section, so you can put sort of any comments or things in, in the comments there. But, um, you know, do uh, please continue to follow. If, you, if you've liked this content, would like to hear more similar sort of things and conversations, hoping to get a couple of interviews coming up over the next, um, over the next couple of months with some interesting sort of characters. And... Um, that's it for this week. So uh, let's hope that the things change. Let's hope that uh, Victor Hovland doesn't go to live. Or maybe he does. We'll uh, have to wait and see. Thanks for listening. 